Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. I see. Okay, Rach was right. No podcast for two weeks. I knew it was going to happen. Well, there was flickers. I, I took the microphone with me to Vegas. Did you? I did. I took the microphone with me in the faint hope. Oh, there was a little texting at one point. There was. No, you did say... It was, it was vague, yeah, but no, there no, was no. some texting. You, there was some texting, but you did say, want to do potty right now. <laughs> I was like, right. well, I'm walking out the door. Yeah, yeah. But there was an attempt. How was Vegas? Amazing. Was amazing. It? it was everything I wanted it to be. We got into a great rhythm after a while. It was about two days where, uh, I'm not joking, it literally was go to bed at 7am, wake up at 7pm. You know, So you just sleep through the day and live night. No. And when the sun came up was about the time we were into the final act of most days, which was a little bit of roulette, cheeseburger at six in the morning, go to bed. It was the best. It was the best. And it smoked the whole time. I guess the... From un- the second I landed in <laughs> LA, Rach, until the second I got on the plane again. It was just fantastic. I loved it. Did the people at the hotel hate your guts? Um, well, after a while, you start to realise that, uh, you know, you can just ring a number and stuff gets fixed in your room. So, you know, you're just like, oh, these pillows are a bit... Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> You know, uh, they'd be like, you know, just constant. You'd, you know, when you're in those places and you use eight towels a day. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to, to, to use the one towel for two weeks at home. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, <laughs> oh, it must be a fresh hand towel or I couldn't possibly be comfortable. People that work in hospitality in a place like Vegas really have to love hospitality. Really love I mean, it. that is your top of the tree. People do not go to Vegas to just have a quiet, relaxing weekend with a few quiet drinks with friends. People, when they go to Vegas, end up smearing poop on the walls <laughs> and smashing all the yeah. furniture. It's and- meant to be too much. Yeah, it's meant... The whole point is too much. And I couldn't help but think that. But every time I touched the television remote, I've gone, where has this been? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's allegedly clean, but where has this been? I can only imagine if you put a blue light over any of those rooms in there, it would be a crime scene, the likes you've never seen. Yeah, it'd literally be like somebody had just got, you know, a jar of clag glue (laughs) and spun around (laughs) like a kid. Were you appreciative of Malcolm Turnbull that he held off until you arrived home? Well, we had a deal. (laughs) (laughs) That timing was exceptional on your first day back. Yeah, but what about this? I'm still, like, I don't normally... I, I don't do jet lag. This is the first trip that I've ever done jet lag. Because really? surprise, surprise, abusing your body and throwing mm. it around for two weeks. I went into a news coma. I had no idea what was going on. So, look, I thought it was somewhat inevitable that Tony Abbott was going to lose his job at some time. But mm. normally you can sniff it in the wind or anything. Yeah, yeah. And on the Monday, there was none of the usual stuff that's in the paper, all the rest of it. And then I'm getting ready to, to do the show, four o'clock in the afternoon. G'day, I'm Malcolm, and I'm, I'm going to challenge. And hence why, in part, I lost my shit on TV that yeah. night. 
Because you just, like, you've gone from, I want this holiday vibe to go for as long as possible, and then it was massive. And See, you know. what you end up having to do on a day like that is doing what I have to do every sort of so often that I do your show, which is essentially catch up on two, four, six weeks, however long since the last time, so that you can kind of bring yourself up to speed, yeah. because it's quite terrifying, and it's so easy when you go and you switch off for two weeks to completely be so behind the ball but you realize most people that are out there in normal land that's how they live but i can understand how somebody would wake up go to work come home watch the bachelor and and every time the news came on change channel yeah like it does make sense yes but at least you have an excuse how many boobs do you think you saw such a great question rachel (laughs) and we are recording it at my house but i do owe everyone a certain honesty which all i will simply say is this is that i've always been a supporter of small business Yeah. And I supported many small businesses. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Margaret, I'm going to tell lots of Vegas stories Do- in this potty, so if you don't want to hear holiday stories, just, well, you know, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was honestly not aware of the nightclub world, yeah. is that I've never really done it. It's mm-hmm. never been my thing. I've never, I've, I find the idea of queuing for hours to get a stamp on your hand. You're not missing out on much. A little bit weird. Mm. But the Vegas club experience, seriously, if you get the chance to do it, but more importantly, if you get the chance to do it with a group of people, here's what you should do. We went to a place called a Marquee Nightclub, I think it is, in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. Hotel. Swank and very cool and very, very now, mm. as they like to say. Now, this is a nightclub that was so over the top that not only did it have the dance floor, not only did it have, you know, the bar, but it had gambling tables and two pools. It also then had cabanas. Wait, swimming pools? Swimming pools. It had cabanas that had their own spas, Rach. This was one of these clubs that is honestly, like, you can take ivy and shove it up your arms. <laughs> but hang on, is this happening... Like is the whole building is the club. So imagine kind of the vibe? entire rooftop of this casino mm. was the marquee nightclub, and I think I've got a couple of photos here for you. And then I just don't want you to flick too fast in case you show me you should something you shouldn't yeah, no, show me. The, so, so see one pool oh, outside. Wow. So that's me in the life guys oh. chair smoking. Um, of course, that's the second pool. Anyway, what was and the, yeah, there's there's a massive. TV screen sort of LED thing. But here is my issue. What if it's a quiet night? Well, you yeah. know what I mean? At a yeah. joint like that, you know, if you've got a small little hole in the wall with a couple of tables, you you know, your sort of small bar style arrangement, you've got two people in that joint, it looks packed, everybody wants to come in. You have a joint like that, mm. it's like a $50 million mansion. You have two people in there, it's like, hello! Hello, hello, hello! <laughs> but there is, so it's like the club was fantastic, but also what happened is once you get together with a bunch of guys and you all throw in a couple of hundred bucks, each, then basically you get a roped off area at these clubs and then you get a couple of bottles of vodka. Right. Now, I must be honest, I think I spent about $1,000 over the week on Coca-Cola because mm. it was my share, <laughs> of, but I didn't care. You know, I didn't care. I yeah, was willing yeah. to throw in, and but it did, it did occur to me yeah. on the plane on the way back, it's a lot of money for like a <laughs> couple of Pepsis. <laughs> Couple of Pepsi's. Part of it is, is that, and this is the thing about Vegas. If you pay, mm. like sins go away, or if you pay, somebody keeps an eye out for you. So anyway, the sort of manager from the club or whoever was dealing with us basically would just walk up to us and go, uh, do you want us to move anyone who's around you? Do, do you want us to get rid of people in front? So, God, you so did. I love this. Uh, this was The power was fantastic. What would happen is, is that I'd sort of play a little game mm-hmm. where I would point 
at somebody dancing, douchey dude or clearly working girl, yeah. and, you know, all of that. And I'd point at them and I'd get them to walk up to the rope and dance, 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 dance. You can have a free drink. And then I'd point to security and go, them, gone. And they just get pulled away. <gasps> And it was, it was like it was a magical power sitting there just pointing at people. Oh, my. So for hours, I just was, you can go. No, you can go. It was like Oprah in reverse. I would be the worst at that. If somebody came up to me and said, is there anything you'd like? Could we move anybody out of the way? I'd be saying, you know what? No, let them all in. Yeah. Let them all in. Just bring them in. I'm so sorry they have to stand outside the rope like this. Oh, it's tremendous. But the other thing that I must say, I cannot cop, mm. is the number of people who pretend to have sex while dancing. Oh, yeah. Now, what is it about the people who like to dance, Rach, with their male partner standing up and they're just doing oh, this? Yeah, bending oh, over in front just to describe. And they're just, for ten songs in a row, <laughs> they're just holding their knees. Well, my also non-favourite is, uh, is the one when the two chicks... Who have zero lesbian tendencies oh, just get all leso on the dance floor <laughs> in the hopes of sort of turning on the blokes around? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know what? Either commit and get into it or bugger off. I've got a great story about oh, that. I bet you do. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I rang the police for the first time the other night. Why? Why did the popo have to come and say hi, hi? Well, I was helping solve a crime, <laughs> Paul Murray. I was helping to do Somebody something. Somebody stole my heart. <laughs> I woke up uh, to the sound of bins being thrown left, right and centre in my neighbourhood. This uh, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable, right? And it sounded to me from my the comfort of my bed like somebody was having a bit of a hissy fit and I couldn't work out whether there was a fight going on or whatever. So I snuck up. I had a look out the window. Was it somebody from the theatre up the road? (laughs) (laughs) I had a look out the window and there was this guy, basically, I think there must have been a breakup or something, and he was just walking along and all of the bins were lined up because it was bin night and he was just pulling them over one by one, just smashing them. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. Classic douche manoeuvre. So I'm standing there that moment of wrestling. Like nobody's dying, you know what I mean? I'm not witnessing a murder. But at the same time I'm thinking, is this what one rings the police for? Is this what happens? I mean, I know this is not a triple O situation, but do I call But clearly the... there is a disturbing of the peace. Exactly. Should I be calling Something's the local police station and just saying, do you know what, round the corner there's just a I little... I think bit... I just heard some bins move. <laughs> Exactly. So let me guess. And while, you know, we, we do love the cops and we yes. hope that somebody's listening to us in a squad car right now. Yeah. Uh, were they receptive to your call? Here's the issue. They were receptive. The issue was mine. I called them and said, oh, I'm sorry, this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ring the police, but there's a man that's, you know, sort of throwing bins around at the front and he's just making his way up the street and I thought I'd call now before he gets to the corner and they asked me what the street name was and I told them and they said... Sorry, what what street's that? And I'm thinking, this is a very significant street in this suburb. You're just around the corner. I'm pretty sure you mm. would have heard of this street before. And I said, I told them the name again. And they said, right. And I said, he's just walking up to and named the nearest crossroad, another significant street. And they said, sorry, what, what what's that street? I was like, this is very, very strange. Anyway, I was sort of giving them more and more detail. Where, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the perp is getting away, <laughs> right? He's walking up the hill. He's disappearing from view. I'm like, it's really too late. Mm. And then I like, had a moment where I thought, what police station did I Google? Oh. I actually Googled the police station in the suburb I lived four years ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were so disorientated yeah. by the sound of I beans. I was calling Glebe Police Station. I no longer live in Glebe. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Before I forget, we must, 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 must do shout outs to people who commented on the iTunes page because we promised you'd we get a you. potty p- shout out. And please head to iTunes and give us a rating uh, and, and send us a little message on the uh, Are we doing this topless? We're, no, we're not doing this. We're not in Vegas anymore. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my bubble. First shout out is to the lovely Asker 2008. Hello. Who actually had never heard heard Paul and Rach originally, heard me on Merrick and the Highway Patrol, has now fallen in love with you, says, yes, I've been living under a rock because I hadn't heard you before. Welcome. But now he looks forward to every new instalment and he'll be across if Paulie fails to call in from Vegas. Wow. Bracket. Now I want my promised on pod plug. Oh. You know what I enjoy in the comments section? When you talk to us one on one, you know, yes. these are not comments that are going to go out in the ether. You know, this is a back and forth conversation. Yeah. You haven't just said great podcast, guys. You said, by the way, looking forward to the plug. <laughs> Good on you, Asker 2008. Thank you. We love you. Uh, we got TG71, oh, whose topic not is. TG. TG. Mad Ruder. He's labeled this one Flapjacks and Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Always love getting the notification that there is a new episode of this comedy gold available to download. Looking forward to hearing all about the flapjacks Paulie has enjoyed in Vegas on the next one. I'll give you the tip. It wasn't flapjacks. Think more freshly baked bread. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to uh, Eddie Alltime. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. What's this about? <laughs> Whose title is Spank Bank. Oh. <laughs> Hang on. What's so hang on? Spank Bank is what he has labelled this review. Yes. Okay. And and the review is great podcast. Wish Rach would show more skin though. And then one out of one listeners has marked that they found this review helpful. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Can I ask you, you were saying you were in a bit of a um, uh, bubble in oh, terms of I, news I and have things. honestly no idea what happened. Well, welcome to my world with Ronda Rousey. Oh. Who the f*** is this woman? Where did she come from? And why do I knew, know zero about her? I love her. <laughs> Seriously. I do. I love her. 2.0 was talking about her on the weekend. And <gasps> I think all I can see every single day in the news is yeah. Ronda Rousey yeah. this, Ronda Rousey that. I mean, she has to have been doing this for longer than five minutes. But all of a sudden, she is everywhere. Well, the only reason is because the UFC is coming to Australia. So Australian news has suddenly we care. discovered. Right. There's this thing called the UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, MMA, cage fighting, you know, it's pretty damn rough. But from what I can ascertain, all she does is hit the shit out of chicks. Yeah, but this is the thing. She, as a fighter, wins in 15 seconds. Now, normally it goes for, you know, a lot longer than that. Same as a boxing match. You know, imagine like in boxing, right? It goes Mm. for 12 rounds. Yeah. If you just walked in and knocked somebody out in the first 15 seconds of a 12-round bout, everyone would go, oh, 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 you're massive. That's very unladylike. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the kind of lady I like. I know that this, I'm supposed to be flying the flag. You know, I'm always... But do you find the UFC too much yes. anyway? So that's the thing. So, yes. if you, so let's be honest and, you know, uh, get your complaints ready to send them to anyone else because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Is that if you find the UFC too rough, the idea of women in UFC oh. too rough 
is that step too far? I saw her press conference today and they were saying, oh, my goodness, she was so eloquent, which I would like to argue. I okay, mean, she, okay, also, she can speak. Okay. okay, she's a fighter who can speak. Can I put it out there? Can I put it out there? Okay, look, the, you're beautiful, glamorous, no. <laughs> um, the X factor is her toughness, right? She's not unattractive. But no, that's, she's pretty. But she's, you know, your classic gym look. But then it can't... But then she's still got boobs, but, which I think means blokes go, what? Ooh. She's like, she could wear a dress <laughs> and fight. I don't if you're fit, you can't have boobs. <laughs> I was watching the footage that came at the end of the press conference and it was just her with this girl on the ground literally just... Thumping her head. Thumping her head. Yeah. And I just thought, I honestly yeah. don't know what about this. It just made me want to... Because it's this thing, it's, 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 you know, we live in the, the era of the extreme, right? Why are you in love with her? Well, because she's tough and she's... <laughs> Sassy. And <laughs> oh, you bloke. She's so strong. <laughs> so easy to win over. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I've got another Vegas story, Rage. What a surprise. First things first, uh, this is Ash's new mum. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. now <laughs> You in Vegas. Uh... I just can only imagine. You know what? I know what you would be like with the boys in Vegas. I know what the boys would be like. Mm. I will forever only think of you as how we did Vegas, which was a romantic dinner at that circus <laughs> restaurant and then a Bette Midler show. You know, that is all, that is the top of my threshold for you and I in Vegas. That's how I will always view you in Vegas. I see a photo like that and I go, I think he's doing something other than just going to Bette Midler when he's in Vegas when I'm not around, but you will always be just at dinner with me and at Bette Midler. Well, can night. I just say... She'll always be the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> oh, wow. A lot of tats. Yeah, they love a tat over there. Love it. I saw way more tat than Tid. Oh, I way bet. Way more tat than Tid. I bet. But anyway, is that I had to tell you about on the gambling floor, this woman comes up to me and she's sort of a Canadian Indian woman. And she walks up to me and she says, You're the white devil. And I've what? gone, whoa, what's the white devil? Like, I'm not sitting there with, you know, a massive hat on and an air horn, but okay. <laughs> anyway, she turns around and says, and there's going to be a beep here, kids. You're the white devil. I'm an Indian, and he's a Oh. And this bloke, this bloke who was already like a massive footballer, oh. stands up and is like twice the size and four times the width. And he goes, off oh, this nut. Oh. <laughs> he's just, he's understandably... So pissed off. Yeah. The boyfriend who's with the, the woman starts getting into a jostle and all the rest. Security gets involved, pulls everyone away. My response? Oh, God, what? Picked up the cigar, <laughs> threw a $5 chip at the dealer and said, sorry about that. <laughs> $5 out tight. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Burning Man, the mm. festival. Mm. Are you aware of this? Yes, yes, yes. I feel like this is one of those must-do-on-my-bucket list things, but I th- I just don't know whether I would turn up and hate it. Yeah, I, I think that, look, we've discussed before that you're probably past your festival age. Yeah. And Burning Man seems to be very a, a bit of a douchey festival, isn't it? Yeah, it's also just, you know those festivals where there's a level at which people are able to put up with things that they wouldn't put up with in a normal everyday life. So the thing about the location of Burning Man is that it is in the middle of a dust storm, a 24-hour. <laughs> dust storm so that at the end of the however many days it is you haven't had a shower you've got dust in your privates everybody's walking around in the nude it's uncomfortable you know if i'm not a drug taker so the experience and the joy that has to be able to counter me having dust in my <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> 
like I don't understand how good the exhibits are. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. their vegan food has to be really, really really good. good. You know, they've got to have a really good <laughs> tent of knickknacks for me to deal with a dusty. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Did you see while you're away? Obviously, you probably won't. Uh, this idea of you keep showing me random photos on your phone what, of Vegas. Your mum. <laughs> she really. Yeah, well, yeah. How do you think? Do you think? Do you think that's a lovely couple? See, it's women like that. I mean, you do actually look like a good couple there because you look Thank like you. You, you do look like a. Vegas I've got Vegas Vogan. douche though. Don't yeah, I? You do. I've, got, I've, I've got the I've got the bowling shirt on. I've got the boardies on. You've got this look in this photo of you know when you see some people at like you know, hip-hop parties or Vegas parties or whatever, and there's a guy that sort of looks unconventional yeah. in some ways and you go, you're some kind of tech genius or so. I don't know. You've made just yeah, money yeah. in some kind of unconventional way. If it wasn't for the internet, you wouldn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Going, you know that that's not a connection. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough. So... I was reading an article about because you know I'm all across the health and well-being. Oh, don't you just? You're, are you a wee, uh, are you a wellness blogger? But with with, um, with allergy kid, mm. is is that in the world of wellness? health and wellness? Yeah, mm. I don't like to associate myself with it because I think wellness has got a bit of a bad name. Because I'm fine with health. Wellness is a wank. Wellness is a wank. I tell you, too broad. Wellness too is broad. a wank, but it's a less of a wank than mindfulness. Oh. Mindfulness What's is the mindfulness? <laughs> mindfulness is being sort of very mindful about where everything you do. So you do things in a present Isn't that way. Called considerate? <laughs> exactly. But everything needs a little buzzword, Okay, everything right? needs mindfulness. You know, if I'm going to be mindful about my conversations with you, I'm going to be present, I'm going to be engaged. You know, mindfulness is something you you engage in in the mat in a yoga class. You move with mindfulness. <sighs> exactly. I've lost you. Sorry. <laughs> so there is a new diet that is happening in China. Yes. And it is called sun eating. Oh. <laughs> there is, honest oh, to God, a this... thing where Chinese women... Women are standing out in the sun, looking directly at the sun through like a piece of paper. So you know how the Chinese never worry. Most Asian countries never worry about looking like idiots with things like the SARS masks. Oh, they love it. Or you, you see quite a lot of Asian countries, they wear those full face things when they go swimming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't care if they look like an idiot. It's some pretension because, of course, in Asia, white skin is seen as better than darker skin and so they're very, very conscious about covering up their skin because they don't want to be uh, seen as getting dark skin. So if they go for a swim every day, they'll put this full face mask on with just the eye holes. There's no way in God's green earth anybody in Australia would wear one of them because they'd think they look like a twit. Mm. Asians don't care about this stuff. They're like, you know what? This is what i got to do to get things done. It's fine. And you know what? You don't hear a lot about skin cancer in that part of the world? No, exactly. Maybe they're, they're onto something. They're very good at staying out of the sun. But this thing is that they've decided that staring directly into the sun can actually give them nourishment. Mm. So they will do it instead of eating. eating food. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to stand there and just soak up the, the vitamin D or hum, hum, hum. Here they are, <laughs> standing on a beach with sunglasses and a little napkin tucked under their sunglasses oh. to cover their uh, face oh. so they don't get burnt. And they're just literally staring at the sun. And we're worried about Pete Evans. Yes. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. You know, my uh, at the Paul and Rach studio, I'm up on a, a few levels up, mm. and we had a tree lopper 
come and do some an arborist. Got something happening in your street. Yeah. Have they finished doing the bloody uh, uh, pavement? pavement? Yeah. Oh, that went on forever. I know. Yep. They had to do. Then they had to do the median strip. Then they had to do something else. I got no idea because it wasn't broken or ruined or Correct. anything. They just love a spruce. Well, they do love a spruce. Anyway, so the arborist is that what they're called? I the tree so. loppers came around, um, and naturally, I don't know. I think there should be some warning if the arborist is coming into town. And and let's just let me just preface what, like a this. special light or something. No, no, no. I mean that you must be informed to not be sitting in your dining room. They probably did, you know. No, they didn't. I I bet there was something in the back page of your local paper. I cannot be. There would have been some little public notice somewhere, but you, living a life, (laughs) didn't notice. I need a personal letter because what happened... Personal letter. A personal letter. Even though it's not your tree. (laughs) Exactly. Big expectations. And I say this, and prefacing this by saying I am going to say the word arborist about 50 more times in this section and okay. if it is incorrect I apologise I'll find out later and be embarrassed but I, for the moment a tree lopper is an arborist I think we've worked out what the code word for Rachel's story time is <laughs> going to be okay good so I'm sitting there just working away at my desk slash dining table what were you wearing <laughs> I was wearing my pyjamas oh and under that myself oh. <laughs> and under that Self-loathing. <laughs> yes, a bit of that. self-loving. <laughs> a little bit of self-loathing. And as I'm sitting there in my pyjamas, lucky I'm a woman that wears pyjamas. This is my house. I could sit here in the nude if Correct. I wanted to. You and could all flapjack the... for all to see. It doesn't matter, right? Because nobody sees me. I'm on the third floor. They can't see anything up here. As long as I don't stand next to the window, I'm absolutely fine. I'm in my domain. And but then... even then, do you care anymore? Like, not that you're going to put a show on, but if you just were walking from one bit to the other, because I've got to say, I'm now at that point, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to stand there and go, hello, everyone. Yeah. But if you happen to cop a glimpse, meh. I still care because I don't know the calibre of individual who's seeing me. Ah. Uh, you see? If I knew that it was if it's all... an innocent peak. Innocent peak. If but it somebody was... going... <laughs> exactly. I don't know if old mate's going to see me and think, ooh, she walks around in the nude after the shower. I'm buying binoculars. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting there at my desk and... <laughs> Up in the cherry picker oh. comes old. So you didn't you didn't get that from my sound effect. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was an air blower at first, but no, I'll get it. Okay. Oh, I tried to do the P Murray. You're very good at sound effects, and they you. To be fair, I, I can't. I, I, my cherry picker's not good. <laughs> right, it was my tough. My cherry picker's not good. It, it is had, hard. It just had to Hydraulics. be a, It had to be a general hydraulic mm. sound, right? A general hum. Okay. I liked it. So up he comes. Now do it again. Okay, so that was a hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody using it a hairdryer as a drill. <laughs> I needed to get the wait. What about this? Oh, that's oh, that's there. You hair. go. That had the lift, right? Yeah. So he comes up into my. He's just popped up in my window in the third floor. No announcement. No warning. No nothing. I could have been sitting there in the nude. So I would like. I think that there should be some kind of formal warning system. You know what? From now on, I completely agree. And I think that warning could be a non-generic sound. <laughs> that's not a warning. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, there was a uh, pool at the hotel that we stayed at. Um, it was European bathing, which of course means nude. Top off. Oh, really? All right. Would you European bathe in yeah. a European bathing scenario? Yeah. At what point would the number of blokes determine whether or not you were going to European bathe? I think there would have to be an equal number of male and female. Or there, you, know. you wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. 
In terms of the Bucks party, because it was a week of a Bucks party there, was the sort of essence being around lots of naked ladies and sort of enjoying it? Because the thing that a friend of mine just recently went to a Bucks party, this idea that the entire point of a Bucks party has been to humiliate the Bucks. Yeah, well, this is it. There, there were some people who wanted to have that, but I sort of stepped in and saved the Buck from that because I find that a bit weird. This to me and is also so the, weird. The naked lady thing, no, it's essentially. It's 10 dudes, no rules. So if you want to stay up as late as you want to stay up, you stay up as late as you want. If you want to get drunk, you get drunk. Mm -hmm. If you want to gamble, you want to gamble. If you want to smoke, you want to smoke. So it's just that, like, imagine... You know, because nine times out of ten, most people were were, were in relationships and yep. all the rest of it. So, you know, when you share your life with somebody else, you just get very used to mm. somebody else being around. Yes. It so is. then when it's just a bunch of blokes, you just – and it's not a sexual thing. It's just when you're around a bunch of blokes, it's just like, you know what? I will just go and – eat that crap for dinner. You know what? Like, I can eat chips and call that lunch. See, the thing about this Bucks weekend that my friend was telling me about was that the buck ended up getting tied to something and whipped with a belt buckle. I mean, I don't know what about this even. And, and you know the other thing? Those Bucks parties where blokes start doing things that are terribly homoerotic. Oh, yeah. But they're always the blokes that are homophobes. Correct, but I know exactly. Let me tell you, and I'm going to have to beat this, one of the things that happened at this Bucks weekend was that they did the old thing of like, okay, I'll bet you won't do this. Or, you know, they started having bets of things. You know what the thing for the bet loss was? (sighs) That one guy had to... What?! (laughs) Yeah. What to prove what? Exactly. This is no, this is the thing. No. The, no. No. That is what I have just beeped is the no. most <laughs> the and the most did, did did they do it? Yes, they did. Oh, come on. I'm like, you know what? That is absolute. Oh. My gay mates would not even do that. It's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Final Vegas story for you. Okay, Rach. go. Okay. I'm not going to tell you a story. Okay, uh-huh. I'm just going to hand you my phone. Okay. Oh, how many? You have to tell me how many I can flick Hang because on. I don't want to flick too far. One, two, three. Because when four, that, when I did five. that with someone, somebody's phone, when a mm-hmm. delightful limo driver asked me to take a photo of him and Merrick Watts, and I flicked one too far, and he had a photo of his own on his phone. What? what, what? <laughs> yeah, it okay. was just weird. All right, now I'm just going to hand you a phone. Okay. And all I'm going to say is, I met these people at a nightclub, right? Now, I didn't, I wasn't picking up. I didn't go and say, hey, baby. They rocked into the area. Mm-hmm. And when these images were produced by the people that I met, okay. I pointed to security and they left. Rach, just swipe through. Oh. Uh, this is... Wait, wait, wait. That's where her. Are, where that's, are you getting these from? That's Well, they've got a Tumblr blog. Keep flicking. Oh, my God. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Who puts these things in? Oh, she's very, she's got a good body. Mm-hmm. Flick again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yuck. That caption is awful. Correct. That's like the world's worst inspirational quote. Correct. Correct. Oh, uh, is that? that that's the last one, far? which is the video. Okay. Oh, God. And that's it, yeah. Oh, should I no, play it? No, no, okay, no, right. no, no, you shouldn't. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. 
And sadly, that's the end of our little potty. There are more Vegas stories to tell, but I'm just going to tell Rach. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear the really rude one. Don't forget to jump onto uh, Facebook page. Go searching for Paul and Rach. And also, if you're anywhere near uh, iTunes, we do love the five stars. And we guarantee for anyone who gives us a five-star review and writes something in the review, we'll give you a little shout-out on the potty and we'll do it this time next week. Yes, mm-hmm. Ash is yelling in the background if you can hear her. Hello, little Asher. It's yeah. time for story time. Oh, wow. Let's. Can, Sean, can we close the door, please? <laughs> okay, just just close the door. All right, so uh, we need to change. What's what's the code word this week? Arborist. Arborist. I am Arborist. interested to know. Yeah, if slam that is the door. Actually... Slam the door, please. <laughs> Thank you. Good. I'm just going to do a quick Google and see if I did get it right. Arborist tree service. Look at that. Ding. I did get it correct. All right, here we go. Today's story is spying session. Oh, how fit. This week we're reading from People magazine, not Picture magazine. Okay. Here we go. One boozy Friday night, Todd brought his new girlfriend Susie over to visit. It was around 11pm when the four of us decided to get into the outdoor spa. They didn't. And no no spa has been sexy since 1986. You know, it's always just such a... But is there any scenario in you, uh, you know, somebody who has dedicated their life to the world of yes... If plus one, you were over at plus one's friend's house, right? Not somebody you've been around for 10, 15 years. Is there any part of you that would jump in? We get in as a bit of a, oh, let's hang out, but maybe, not but not in a sexual way. Not near. Going back to the old Bucks party that my mate went to, all the blokes got in the spa nude. I don't get it. This is just... I, <laughs> just I don't understand. Very, very strange. Susie was 38 and nothing like Todd's ex. Sporty, curly, red hair, whopping natural arborist. Yeah. <laughs> she was a firecracker and the first to take off her bikini in the spa. Our housemate, Nicole, followed swimsuit. Oh, God, mm. what, are, what are you doing, puns in here? Leave Leaving Todd and I with no other option than to whip off our boardies and grundies. Susie quickly turned the convo to arborists, asking us the sort of things we'd done with previous partners. She listened to a few of our escapades before revealing she'd actually arborist in a hot tub on a previous occasion. But I've never had group arborist in one. Really? (laughs) What a tough word you're going to have to say a lot. Because this story gets filthier, I imagine. I could tell Todd was shocked as I was when Nicole responded, Well, no time like the present. But before I knew it, Susie's hand had slipped under the water and onto my arborist. She gazed into my eyes while working my arborist. It felt weird doing this with a mate's girlfriend, but he was too busy pashing Nick to care. I got up on the side of the tub to allow Susie full access on my arborist. You know what? It's a considerate lover. It you is. know, he wants to make sure it's comfortable Just for, for her. my amusement, can you read that line mm. without the word arborist and we'll beep the dirty bit? I got up on the side of the tub to allow Susie full access to my... <laughs> <laughs> Where did they come up with these words? She arborist on my... Oh, chlorine-flavoured arborist. (laughs) (laughs) While I perved on Nicole and Todd's shenanigans, he motorboated her arborist, then spun around and arborist, arborist, arborist. As Todd arborist, Nick arborist styled, Susie's arborists remained... Arborist, arborist, arborist. She eventually let me arborist, arborist, arborist. But I was so turned on, I only arborist for a minute or so. In a magical moment, Todd and I arborist. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) 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 We've finally broken up. (laughs) 
That is disgusting. Really? <laughs> All right, I'm beeping this one because it needs to go out. In a magical moment, Todd and I at the same time and Oh, see you next week. That is broken. You're listening to Paul and Rach.